0: Good morning, guys, and welcome to the second episode of the NFL Echo Podcast with your host, Denzel Leva. Today, we're going to be talking about news that happened throughout this whole minicamp week. I'll be talking about headlines from Davenport's injury, in which he needs surgery, to the DeMarcus hire in Denver as a part-time pass rusher coach. There's plenty of stuff to talk about this week and this episode, so get prepared, guys. Let's go. In the NFL... OTAs are voluntary works out with the team, which means coaches cannot force these players to come to the facilities to practice or say that it'll affect your position on the team. Like, where do they stand in the term of a roster spot? Now, mandatory minicamps are completely different. Every single player on the team will, or should in this case, be in the facility for practice and or walkthroughs. The NFL isn't just a sport that you play just for whatever or a hobby. It's a job. And if you're getting paid to play or participate in practice, you do it. Because not everyone has the luxury of playing the sport that they love and get paid to do it. Like, honestly. So now that we are in the topic of minicamps, let's discuss all the big-name players that aren't showing up to minicamps. Let's start down in Atlanta. Star receiver Julio Jones skipped all of OTAs and also mandatory minicamps as he is holding out for a new contract. Last year Jones had 80 receptions, got 1,444 yards receiving and 3 touchdowns. Like come on. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think Julio Jones is a top 3 receiver in this league in company with Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. Not in that order, but others might say in that order with Julio being third. But if you're going to hold out, like if you're going to hold out for a new contract, and you're going to have to be like better productivity-wise. So much better, like, you cannot have the same amount of touchdowns as Odell Beckham Jr. WHICH, if you didn't know, missed 12 games this whole season. That's such a big no-no. Jones has 3 years remaining on his current deal and will earn a base salary of $10.5 million dollars in 2018. Although Jones will not be fine for missing OTAs, he'll be fine for missing the mandatory portion of the offseason. Out in Oakland, the Raiders has to deal with their best player, Cleo Mack, skipping mandatory minicamps in hopes of getting a new contract. Cleo Mack had 70 tackles, with 17 of those being for losses and 10.5 sacks. Now, this one I completely understand. Mack has been in a discussion for Defensive Player of the Year for years now, and I believe that he deserves a better contract. The 27-year-old is set to make $13.8 million this season in the final year of his rookie contract. He'd like a long-term deal that makes him around the highest-paid non-quarterbacks in the NFL, and he has very well deserved that contract that he wants due to the productivity that he had in Oakland. That whole franchise revolves around him. Not Derek Carr, not Marshawn Lynch, not Murray Cooper, Cleo Mack dominance in that defense. If he doesn't get a deal by next month, the next thing we'll be seeing in headlines is that he isn't attending training camp in July. So, Oakland, you better... Better get your shit together now. Now, over in Arizona, running back David Johnson has also not been attending mandatory minicamps as he holds, you know, he holds and hopes to get a new contract. Johnson is looking for a new contract as he heads into the final year of his rookie deal, set to earn a salary close to one point nine million dollars. Johnson missed fifteen games of the two thousand seventeen season due to a wrist injury. He was cleared for offseason workouts earlier this spring, though. The year before, DJ Rush for, you know, 1,239 yards with 16 touchdowns. Amazing stats. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's not the best part. While also catching 80 receptions for 879 yards receiving, you know, with four touchdowns. He did everything that year. He could have easily won Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Not rookie, obviously. He was named first team all pro that season, though. At least, you know, he got that recognition. Coming off an injury with no guarantees after this season, it's very understandable why Johnson will skip workouts in order to get a new contract. Now, up in Seattle, safety Earl Thomas is holding out for a new contract as well. No surprise. Thomas said on social media, I will not be attending the upcoming minicamp or any team activities until my contract situation is resolved. I want everyone, especially the 12s, to know that I want to remain a Seahawk for the rest of my life. But I also believe that based on my production ugh, my bad guys, over the last 8 years that I've earned the right to have this taken care of as soon as possible. I have certainty in regards to the upcoming years of my career. I'm going to continue to work my craft and put in work so I can add to the team and give us the best chance to win. I hope my teammates understand where I'm coming from. I believe this is the right thing to do. Now guys, you can look at this situation from two sides. From the player's perspective, they'd say pay him. Give him the money. He very much deserves it. He should honestly be one of the highest paid safeties in the league because he's considered the best safety in the league. Not considered, but like one of the like top tier for sure. From the front office perspective, yeah, I had trouble saying that word, my bad. They'd say, don't pay him. Make him play out of his current contract. Hope he stays healthy. And if he plays well enough for a better contract, perfect. It all worked out great. But if he's eh The season, let him walk. This team isn't really in the mode of rebuilding from scratch. They just need to retool and add pieces due to the fact they still have a Super Bowl champ, Russell Wilson, at a relatively young age for a quarterback, I think, I believe, at 29. Now, down in L.A., down in L.A., ooh, tongue twister, with, you know, with they have the reigning defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, holding out for what? You guessed it. <laughs> a new contract. Donald, who skipped OTAs, enters the final year of his rookie contract and will earn a salary of about $6.9 million in 2018. Donald's contract situation doesn't come as a surprise, though. The Rams spent a good portion of the offseason getting Chiefs cornerback Marcus Peters, Broncos cornerback Aqib Talib, and Dolphins defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue. Ooh, I said that right. And adding Donald to that already stacked defense will make the Rams unstoppable with their offense looking like elite and amazing with the trio of Goff, Gurley, and Cooks. Donald has 205 tackles, 148 solo, 57 sacks, 9 forced fumbles, and 8 pass defense in 4 seasons, and was selected as a first-team All-Pro in 3 straight seasons. 3 straight seasons. That is amazing. Ever since getting drafted out of Pittsburgh with the 13th pick, he has been one of the NFL's most premier defenders, and he's most probably getting that contract that he wants. Now, the last player I want to talk about is arguably the best running back in the league out of Pittsburgh, Le'Von Bell. Bell last year rushed for 1,291 yards with 9 touchdowns, while also catching 85 receptions for 655 receiving yards with 2 touchdowns receiving. Bell is setting a high price tag for a potential contract extension, According to Motor Reports, he won't sign anything that'll net him less than 14.5 million annually. <laughs> Jesus. But we'll see how this plays out with the season coming up. Well, now that we're in a discussion of people holding up for new contracts, let's discuss someone who did sign theirs and Jesus Christ, it's a big one. I'm talking about Dallas Cowboys' offensive guard. Zach Martin signing a six-year extension worth $84 million with $40 million guaranteed. With the contract paying Martin close to, I'd say about uh, $14 million per year, he becomes the second highest paid offensive lineman behind New York Giants tackle Nate Solder. Before this signing, the highest salary for a guard was Jacksonville Jaguars left guard, or right, you can put him wherever, Andrew Norwell, who signed a five-year $66.5 million deal with $30 million guaranteed in March. Martin was set to enter the final year of his contract and had skipped OTAs. The Cowboys, however, worked quickly to care of of Martin's contract situation and (laughs) did in a big way with this new contract. He has more than earned it, in my opinion. Since entering the league as a first-round pick in 2014 with the Cowboys, Martin has been named to four straight Pro Bowls and selected as a first-team All-Pro twice. With that move, the Cowboys secured their offensive line for years to come, from the left tackle position all the way to the right tackle position, with Tyron Smith being signed till 2023, Connor Williams just getting drafted, Travis Frederick signed till 2023, Zach Martin just signing his deal till 2024, and Leo Collins signed till 2019. This offensive line is looking real sexy for the Cowboys and could be in talks for the best offensive line in football history. Although I might say the one that they had for the early 90s is a little better. Yeah, I'm just talking out of my butt. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna be known as the best. Whatever, but you know, this line is looking so amazing and elite, and it could be talked for the best office line this year. Well, now that we're in the discussion of the Dallas Cowboys, let's talk about the latest news coming from them. The suspension of defensive tackle David Irving. Irving was suspended four games to start last season for failing the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. And well, here we are again with the same exact thing. This is just ridiculous. Like, you guys are professional athletes. You have or should have, I don't know if they're cheap or not. I'm not here to judge or anything. You guys should have enough money to get the equipment or protein to get the type of shape that you want or need to be in. You think the players will learn from the Josh Gordon suspension that they shouldn't take the substance? Like, come on. Well, back to the subject. Irving came back to the Cowboys for mandatory minicam this week after dealing with a domestic violence allegation when his girlfriend hacked his Twitter account in April. The woman since withdrawn the whole you know situation. The Frisco Police Department closed the case on Irving last month. Irving got twenty-two tackles with nine of those being for losses. And seven sacks in just eight games in 2018. My bad, 17. My bad, guys. He sat out the final four games due to a concussion issue. This is going to affect the Cowboys big time due to the fact that they don't have lots of depth in that interior defensively. This is a major blow for the Cowboys. On more serious matters, New Orleans Saints first round pick Marcus Davenport has suffered a thumb injury early Monday morning. He will now need ligament surgery on that thumb. You should have guessed it. Davenport is expected to be in the cast for about three weeks once he has surgery, and it'll take a few more weeks before he's completely healed. The bad thing about it is that while recovering, he won't be able to perform his full slate of conditioning that most players are going through this time of the year. The entry doesn't sound serious though. This is a very minor setback, and one that a driven athlete like Davenport will have no trouble bouncing back from. He should be fine to participate in training camp next month to be honest. The Saints are going to try and make a deep playoff run, maybe a Super Bowl run, with their stutter offense that consists of the trio of Breeze, Thomas, and their reigning offensive rookie of the year, Alvin Kamara. This team is looking really scary if they're improving their defense with the defensive player of Marcus Davenport, which did amazing in college, but we'll see how it goes. According to many sources, a jury in St. Louis on Tuesday ordered the LA Rams to pay former running back Reggie Bush $12.5 million for a severe knee injury he suffered in 2015. Bush was playing for the San Francisco 49ers when he was pushed out of bounds during the game versus the back then called St. Louis Rams. He slipped on a surface that the lawsuit called the Concrete Ring of Death, which I find really dramatic and incredibly ridiculous, about 35 feet behind the 49ers bench. Bush suffered a season-ending knee injury. Though, the lawsuit is trying to prove that the injury undermined his earnings as a player for the rest of his career. He signed with Buffalo in 2016 and retired in 2017 at the young age—well, it's not really young—of 33. Bush also sued public agencies that own and operate the dome, but a judge dismissed him from the lawsuit last week after ruling that the team had control of game-day operations. Just a week before Bush's injury. Cleveland Brown quarterback Josh McCown slid across the same spot and injured his shoulder. The concrete surface in the dome was covered with rubber padding two weeks after Bush was injured. Rams attorney Dan ooh, I said, right, said the team should not be held responsible for Bush's injury because it could not have foreseen a dangerous condition. I mean, he can say all that, but I doubt the Rams gets out of this without paying Reggie. There's no way out of this situation. Well, we won't know until they pay him. The Denver Broncos hired Demarcus Ware as a pass rush consultant for the upcoming season. Demarcus will work on a part-time basis on a couple days each month. Those days will be selected. He has already done some work with the Broncos during the offseason program. Ware played with the Broncos for the last three seasons of his 12-year career, including the victory in Super Bowl 50, so the Broncos were pretty much in favor to collaborate with him. Ware finished his career eighth all-time with 138.5 sacks, one sack behind Hall of Famer Jason Taylor, who finished his career with 139.5. Ware had seven seasons with at least 10 sacks and fourth season with at least 14. His career best was 20 sacks in 2008 with the Dallas Cowboys. Ware was considered as a high-end technician in the pass rush, especially in hand fighting with blockers across from him. Personally, I really like this hire since they have easily one of the best pass rushers in Vaughn Miller, and they just drafted the best defensive player in the draft with the fifth overall. Ware will help in a large way to develop these players, and the Broncos' defense is looking really terrifying, especially that pass rushing. Well, that concludes the second episode of the NFL Echo Podcast, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I'm so sorry that I didn't upload this on Friday like I was supposed to, or Saturday when I posted on Instagram that I was going to post it on Saturday. I just got caught up with time, with work, and then college, but I promise you guys for sure that I'll be on time, and I'll make sure that I'll post on Friday, okay? You guys mean a lot to me, even though there's not many of you right now, I cherish All the audience, all the fans, or so-called fans, but I still cherish you guys. And I'm really confident that this is going to take off really far. Well, I guess that's the episode, guys. See you guys on Friday, and stay hydrated.